Oh, wait, was it Scott Adams? Yes, it's his name. Yeah. Scott Adams. Okay. Look at you remember that cracker's name. Uh, <laughs> I know my race is trivia. You know, <laughs> what is Scott Adams? That's correct. I'll take racist assholes for 400. Alex. Racist trivia. Uh, name three of the four officers who beat Rodney King. Coon. One of his names was Coons. Yeah, yeah one of his names was Coon. Okay. And, and then, I, I can't remember the other two names. This is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's about that time for that hour that you love to listen to on your way to work or at work when you have your earphones on because we are not for work podcast. Anyway, this is Decoding 40. I'm your host this week, Vincent Perez, and I'm joined with my two very best friends. Oh, this is your boy L.O. I don't even have an AKA. That just kind of warmed the icicles off my heart. <laughs> Well, don't get too comfortable because I have a whole bunch of fucking insults later for you. <laughs> Bring it on. And this is Alaric. Puppy dogs and ice cream and kitty cats. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, 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 as we move on. So before we get to the show and the check-ins, let's pay a couple of bills. Uh, as you know, we have the decoding40pod.com website where you can get all your fly merch our boy l dot is dropping shirts like jay-z drops hot summer jams yeah so make sure you go out there every monday there's a new shirt there's something popping you better go get it right now go over to decodem40pod.com also you know we drop every friday we want to thank all the listeners out there who've uh, been supporting us and who have also been listening to the show l where where's uh where are we checking in this week we usually usually have all the uh, stats on that I uh, called out Portland. Portland? Yeah. Oh, and ironically, we were streaming in uh, Salt Lake City the weekend of the NBA All-Star Game. So apparently somebody who went to the game, because that's the first time we've been (laughs) streaming in Salt Lake City. So that weekend, someone obviously was at the game or was was enjoying All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake and took some time to listen to us. So. That's what I hope they enjoyed. They probably enjoyed the podcast more than they did the game. That game was bullshit. (laughs) With the All Star game, it was yeah. There was was no entertaining. Really? I mean, they 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 literally were defense. No, they were literally just running up and down the court. What was it? Seven hundred to seven hundred fifty, pretty much. (laughs) And then, ironically, it it was like it was an actual game with I think it was San Antonio and the Clippers. The score was like one hundred and seventy to one hundred seventy, and that was an actual game. All right. So, again, make sure you listen uh, out there for our podcast every Friday as we drop a new episode. Who wants to go first this week? So, so. by the time you're hearing this, uh, we recorded this on Monday, the 27th. I will have crossed the burning sands into 50 land. Wow. And a little bit of breaking news. This will be my last show. As a host in my 40s on Dakota <laughs> I was like, what? 
We <laughs> <laughs> have to put the video air. out of your faces. Somebody oh, cut his God. mic. <laughs> Get him the fuck out of here. You're not my friend. Yo, your faces were priceless just now. Is this nigga serious? <laughs> Talk about awkward trip. <laughs> I ain't drinking with that nigga nothing. I ain't want nothing with that uh, nigga. Flat lever. Flat lever, nigga. Go ahead and play with yourself, nigga. We go. Pause. Fuck you, nigga. Pause. But, um... <laughs> That would have made the trip very awkward. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Nigga drinking coffee and everything by himself. <laughs> Just waking up like, ta da da. Oh. <laughs> you niggas are still here. <laughs> <laughs> what chaos can I stir up today? <laughs> oh, shit. No, but uh, yeah, man, it's, it's pretty crazy uh, that I. Uh, in four we'll hours be on the back end up oh. in the uh commentators uh booth when talking about 40 from here on out so um i guess it's exciting but um to be honest i actually had birthday blues over the weekend yeah and uh really was just like oh um and didn't didn't know what was going on but kind of did a self-assessment and and realized that uh you know this impending milestone age is is right around the corner so actually went crazy on uh the ipas uh, over the weekend um yeah drink you're drunk you drink yeah, you're I, drunk I, I soothed myself and then uh did some other work and um started uh kind of putting things in order and that kind of helped lower my anxiety and you know but the other thing and uh that that got me that, that i think triggered me was a, a neighbor of mine who I, I I didn't know, at least I don't think I know, but I knew his wife, pause, was killed last Whoa. week on 125th Street. Mm, shit. And I was, and he's in his 40s. And I was like, mm. holy shit, that just, so I think that with the birthday and it just was like, okay, it's a I, lot. it's a lot to deal with. So my wife actually cooked me an amazing meal, which kind of helped get me back to recovery and had some glasses of wine. And I just kind of chilled. Sunday, I actually did veg out and we had the meeting, but for the most part, I vegged out. And then uh, this morning, I did have that that feeling of, I don't want to get out of bed, but I watched this great documentary on Netflix um, with uh, Jonah Hill in which he talks to his therapist. I think the therapist's name is Stutz. And he talks about life. In life, there's a pearl of strings. And the best we can do at times is put the next pearl on the string. And that mm -hmm. next pearl might just be getting yourself out of bed. Might be taking a shower. Might be just fixing yourself some breakfast. And if you just try to focus on the small steps and the small things that you can accomplish it'll lead you to getting bigger and better things done and kind of removing yourself from whatever funk that you might be in. So that's what I did. I kind of embodied that and um, started doing some work. And I think for me, whenever I feel like that, I just have to find some accomplishment, some small accomplishment and just build off of that. And that's literally what I did. I just started working on a project and things started coming together. And then next thing I know, I'm I'm feeling good. So I'm just saying that to say that 
Already, 50 is kicking my ass. <laughs> it's not even here yet. And it's already this nigga's 49 and 7 eighths. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm definitely there. looking forward to uh, the trip uh, that we're taking um, actually next week to celebrate. And that's that. So um, a friend of mine actually called me today to wish me a pre-birthday and uh, gave me some of the funny, the most laughable laughs that I've had in, in a while. Other than that, I was also pissed that I did not go to the Nas concert at Madison Square Garden. Oh, wow. Which I completely forgot. And I was downtown by the garden. and I saw the sign months ago when they were advertising it. And I said, oh, I definitely want to go see that. Next thing I know, I'm all over people's uh, social media feeds who were at the garden. Uh, it looked like a great show. and uh, He brought AZ out. He brought a couple of people out. He brought uh, Mary out. He brought uh, Slick Rick out. Well, did he sell out the garden or was it the theater? The garden. Wow. That's yeah. big. It's super big. So uh, congratulations to him and everybody who was part of that project. Uh, so with that, this is Leon. I accept cash apps to LLC 003 for birthday tips. <laughs> <laughs> Fill this shit up. Yes. We buying drinks when we in Lisbon. Absolutely. <laughs> so I'm done speaking. That's my check-in. Peace. Well, happy uh, pre-birthday. You're a good person, man. You're a good man. And I'm happy you're my friend. And, I, and I'm happy to be celebrating your 50th with you uh, when we go away. And just, yeah, you're you're definitely a, a person that uh, has been uh, a listening ear to my complaining and my bitching and moaning. And I appreciate that. I know your ears hurt sometimes when I talk to you. It's but okay. I appreciate you, brother. Turn my headphones off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this thing is still talking. <laughs> it's like that scene in Tropic Thunder. Are you still talking to me? <laughs> but no, no, I, no, no. no. I, I wish you the the uh, a happy fiftieth uh, and fifty more, and make it a great one this year. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate that. No doubt. Merch drop. What's up, y'all? We need y'all to support this podcast. Pick yourself up a T-shirt. Pick yourself up a hoodie. They're soft, they're poly tri-blend, luxurious, warm, they're furry on the inside. They're really plush. You can sleep in them. Your wife can sleep in it. Your daughter can steal it, and she can sleep in it. Go over to Decoding40Pod.com and get yourself a t-shirt, hoodie, whatever you like. Decoding40Pod.com I don't have much of a check-in this week, but I guess I I will extend my happy birthday wishes because it's going to happen very, very shortly, where you'll cross the burning sands before the rest of us will. You're the yeah. old man of the crew. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking old bastard. And I am... Get him a cane and a back at the pens. <laughs> Yo, why? Why is the AARP um, contacting me? We already got it. Aggressive. They Do not aggressive. Talk. We already got it. Do not they talk to aggressive. Me. The, the wife. The wife already filled out the paperwork. It's coming. <laughs> oh man! Fuck that. We get discounts, nigga. I'm at the hotel. You guys take an ARP. Twenty <laughs> percent off, right? <laughs> what time is the hot tub open for senior citizens? I want my senior citizens discount. Is dinner at three? Is dinner at three o'clock? You guys got the early bird special here. I've got my AARP card here. Excuse me, can you take some money off my insurance for AARP? Yeah, fuck that. I'm getting all the discounts, nigga. Might as well. My voice is going to sound too. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm really looking forward to our trip. I think it's going to be spectacular. 
just okay. being away and having to not be anywhere mm. or required to do anything mm-hmm. is just that that is the vacation right there that, that is, is a gift yeah, I, i'm thinking absolutely. well first of all your birthday you will you'll be turning 50 while we're away yeah so you know kudos to that but i'm thinking within two days of being there all of the pains and stress balls that i have built up in my body will just melt away mm. yeah i'm hoping that happens because i'm just ugh. you know what i mean but go ahead man we're gonna we're gonna be on something we're gonna be on some other shit Probably a lot of alcohol. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. There's no probably sure. about that, my. Oh, my poor liver. Mm. And I, and I specifically chose the apartment with the balcony so we can sit out there and smoke cigars. Yes, and, nice. Yeah. Drink anyway, so my 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 check in back home last week. I was in West Alexander, Pennsylvania, slash Tridelphia, West Virginia. Okay. They're they're bordering bordering towns, literally like seven minutes drive between the two. And uh, the Barnwood Builder Show has started up again. We started shooting season fifteen, and I'm really happy to be on the road again. But I can tell you this: fifty in these knees is a real thing, my friend. <laughs> I'm not moving around as quick as I was, but also the conditions were the conditions were fucked up. Mm-hmm. You know, we were, we were shooting in a field that was not used for a while. And so, like, it rained the first day. And so everything was fucking mud. Everything was fucking mud. And it's sort of like walk, trying to walk around in wet cement mm. for for three days. But uh, and this knee is is not my right knee is not happy. About she that. knees like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold the fuck up here. <laughs> What is this fucking mud shit? <laughs> my knee is not happy about that at all. I think if it was just the mud, it would have been one thing. But it was like the first day it was raining. It was cold. It was the mud. Then there was we had to walk uphill. And you couldn't drive any vehicles down to the place other than these four-wheelers. So we had to go up in small groups, go mm-hmm. up and down in small groups, so it was a, it was a real pain in the ass, but you know it's like when you get through it, like when you're done with it, you're like you have such a sense of accomplishment. Like this, all these elements that got in your way didn't didn't beat you. Mm. You know, I got a little injured and and maimed in the in the process, but uh, I survived. It felt yeah, like war. Maimed? What happened? No, no, just my knees. <laughs> Listen, my knees been barking. Knees were so bad it felt like he was in war. Yeah. It's, and it's not just it's not it's not both knees it's just one knee that's just wait is it the same knee that caused you to yeah. fall at the coffee house yes it is oh. mm. <laughs> it's trick knee he's got a trick knee. knee yeah i got a trick listen knee. we gonna you better bring a fucking ace bandage with you <laughs> you know i better bring a nurse hold up hold up hold up <laughs> this nigga rick gonna be he's gonna be wrapping up his knees like amari stoudemire after a nick game <laughs> You <laughs> have a whole uh, bag of ice around his legs. <laughs> I'm the Derrick Rose of this production. Oh. <laughs> Mr. Glass. Glass man. Okay. Glass man. <laughs> Medic. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to have to sit out three seasons. You know, don't worry. I'll give my own shots. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a rough one. And, you know, like after not doing it for, so the last episode we shot was October. 
I think it was October of last year. And I think I went to Bozeman in November. So between November and last week, I hadn't really shot anything like none, no, like, uh, no film stuff. And I did, uh, art Basel and all of that, but there'd been no film. So you get back on set and you're kind of like, I forgot what, how this works. I forgot how, you know, you, you sort of have to get your groove back. And that's that 50 year old um, mind too. Yeah. Well, what the hell does this red button do? I don't understand (laughs) what I'm doing here. No, it, it, it came back after, but it takes, it takes a second to sort of, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And find your rhythm. What else is happening? The air conditioning duct in my car is still not fixed. Um, they have your car still. No, 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 I have it. Oh. Um, but I just realized they, they have not called me to tell me that the part is in, and I forgot to call them today. Yeah. Oh, one other thing. So I turned in the, the rental car after I got my car back. It was $100,000? It was $100,000? What? No, the, the, well, the, 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 rental. the charge was $9,788 or something like that. That's they what State Farm paid. It's a brand new car. They charged my card another $1,000 because apparently State Farm stopped covering me on the 31st of January and wouldn't answer their call when they were asking them to renew it. Mm. So at the end of this, they they charged my card. But I sent the invoice into Geico and they said they're going to go get it. So I do like Geico. Geico don't play. Mm. Geico don't play that. Yeah, the adjusters are the adjusters seem to be on some bullshit where they don't call you back. But I think overall, the company will go after the other company to get their money. I did want to say one other thing. Being home for so long, like I was only doing mostly like local stuff. And then all of a sudden I was on the road again. And I really this time I really, really missed the family. Like it, it like you're home for a while and then you get into this groove. And then you're gone again. And then, you know, yeah. So I, I just want to give a shout out to my wife and say, I did miss you. Very well played, considering <laughs> we're going away for a 10 <laughs> <laughs> That was beautiful. Well played, friend. Yes. And the award goes to. <laughs> I, I want to thank God. <laughs> <laughs> G-O-D so, without him do it. so when your calls go straight to voicemail for 10 days <laughs> we play this <laughs> I'm just joking baby love you uh, oh boy you are now listening to Decoding 40 what's good people this is your boy L.O.A.K.A the ad man if you like this show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. All right, what's my checking this week? You know, besides uh, driving the car around and picking up uh, these, you know, beautiful people for Uber, uh, I guess I've been chilling. I- I've, you know, we're going away next week, and I still haven't received my passport. Whoa, 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 whoa. And I am going to have to go in person to men in manhattan uh sometime you know between friday and next thursday to get this done i already called them up and uh they were like well i couldn't even make an appointment because their thing now is you have to wait five days before you leave in order to make an appointment to go see them wow 
So I'll be calling them at eight o'clock in the morning as soon as they open up on Thursday to set an appointment. But I have everything I need to get it done. And I was like, only thing I'm going to have to pay is the the expedition fee to get it expedited, which is another sixty dollars, which I probably should have did in the beginning. But I did it the January 2nd, thinking eight weeks. It shouldn't take that long, but apparently it does. Mm. And, you know, the, like everybody else, government's going to get that COVID money back. So, you know, they have a slowdown, quote unquote, but whatever. Yeah, but I will. I remember when I went, I got it done in a couple hours. So. So it shouldn't be that bad. You yeah, did it in person? I did it in person. I went down. Okay. Uh, was this by on Vessi or something like that? Yeah, it's Manhattan. I heard, yeah. I got there very early, like right before they, not right before they opened, but well before they opened. I was like the fifth person online. Okay. You go upstairs, you wait. I think I told the story. Yeah. There was a little kid who was oh, okay. dirty. All right. So now let me, let me ask you a question. So there's no appointment. They just tell you to show up on a certain day. I think you're right. Like w- there's a certain window in which they will accept an appointment. And other than that, you just have to show up. Okay. And I think I had either decided on my own that I just was going to show up and not worry about an appointment. Uh-huh. So that's when I went down there and Can't honestly, doubt. I was home before 12 o'clock. Okay. All right, so I'm 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 gonna stay positive. I mean, I, I've been having just a, some real shitty luck lately, and I'm just tired. And 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 I need this fucking vacation. You know what I mean? I'm I'm literally throwing caution and bills to the wind, and I'll worry about it when I get back. And I'll work like a dog, and until we leave, and I work like a dog when we get back. So that's can all. You I can you Uber in Lisbon? <sighs> <laughs> you just get one of those. Get a Vespa. Yeah, and you can. Turn your you apple. Can, you can Uber these nuts. <laughs> no, I'm saying we can go kick it. You can make. You can Uber my nuts. We can we can drive around in your Uber. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. It could be sure. a party Uber. Yeah, we right. can make a thing of this. Right, right. And then I'll be in a fucking Portuguese prison for drunk driving and smashing into and killing four Portuguese. Oh no, people. no, we would take a break so you could sober up. You're right. <laughs> What's sober up? Here's a cup of coffee. Now let's get going. <laughs> right. Left, this nigga. <laughs> this is party Uber in fucking, you know, Portugal. But yeah, I just been, you know, been kind of crazy. I'm trying to think anything else is really happening. Um, nothing, nothing crazy happened in the car this week. I have one story, and uh, I was sharing it during our last meeting. We got together. How this one individual got in my car, and for whatever reason thought that she ordered an uber even though she doesn't have the uber app oh oh i missed that detail yeah so i pull up to the hotel and i'm there to pick up this guy named gerald i think his name was and it could be gerald it could be jordan for all i fucking know but anyway gerald i come up i pull up to the car pull up to the hotel front and this woman is sitting out there and she's she's looking at the car and then she's like looking back at the hotel and i'm thinking oh this must be Gerald is Gerald's girlfriend, Gerald's mother, whoever this person is, is related or knows Gerald. <clears throat> I roll out the window. And I said, did you call it? Are you are you Gerald? Are you waiting for Gerald? Uh, you called an Uber. for This is this is the Uber. Is it is. Are you waiting? For is Gerald? that what you said? Because maybe that's. What yes. <laughs> I said I said to her. Confused. <laughs> she didn't know what you would say. I said to her because I said, am I Gerald? Did you call for Gerald? I said, is this an Uber? I said, I'm the Uber. <laughs> For Gerald. <laughs> right? That's what the fuck I said. Right? <laughs> Motherfuckers. I'm starting to think this is your fault now. But go. No, it's not my fault. 
I said, you, you know, you called an Uber. She goes, something about they're coming now. Like she didn't even really answer the question. I'm like, okay, maybe she misunderstood what the fuck I said. And clearly she probably did. All right. So she, the kids come out and they hop in the car. And before that, she starts going to me. Can you stop at the liquor store? Oh, he picked up mental patients. Can you stop at the liquor store? And I said, oh, ma'am, I'll stop wherever you want to stop. You just have to add the stop on, on the app. I'll just, I'll, I could pay you. I could pay you. I, what, what you talk about the app? I could pay you. I could pay you. And I'm like, she just, just get, needed a ride to the liquor store. And I'm just like, get in the car, right? Just, just get in the car. So we, we get in the car and I, she starts asking, well, how much is the ride? I said, ma'am, I don't know how much your ride is. We're not privy to that information. We get a cut of the ride. I said, are you, is, are you Gerald or did Gerald order this car for you? And she goes, well, I don't know who Gerald is, but thank you, Gerald. I pull the fuck over and I'm like, but wait a thank minute. Thank you, Gerald. I said, wait a minute. Are you going to such and such in, 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 in Elizabeth? She was like, no. Is I there said, a liquor store out there? I said, I said, ma'am, this is an Uber. Did you call an Uber? I called the cab service. I, I'm sorry, mister. So then I had to turn the fuck around and take her crackhead ass and her children. I took her to the liquor store. No. <laughs> you should have dropped her. Yeah. I should have dropped she her right paid there you. where the fuck we was. No, 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 no. But no. now, so Gerald now, I lost not my there. ride. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I lost my ride well by just... the time I got back there. She just took her to the liquor store, had her pay you, and then take her back. You still, no. it wouldn't have been a wasted ride. No. I was so fucking pissed at that point. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm. And then she's with these little badass kids. The kids get out. Don't even close the fucking door. They just Could walk you? out and say, are you going to close the door? Because you didn't and take them to the liquor store. Fuck her and them little shitty ass kids. I imagined her getting in the car and saying, now what do we say, kids, when we meet a nice man? <laughs> <laughs> Are you my dad? <laughs> she looked like she probably had two teeth in her mouth. Oh my god, Even I was that. so fucking heated over that shit. But you know that was that was the crazy story. That's my first mistaken ride I ever had. And then I was in. I was later on that evening. I was in. Uh, I think it was in Newark somewhere. And they were having, I don't know what game was happening. I don't know if it was a basketball game, if it was a hockey game or some sort of high school game or college game. Something was happening at the Prudential Center. And I get the notification that the person wants to be picked up. Immediately after I accept the ride, I'm still on another ride, by the way. And you can see all this when you look at the app, when you order a car. It says he's finishing or they're finishing up yeah, another ride. Be right, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. Whatever, right? This motherfucker immediately starts texting me. Let's go. Come on. Get here before the game. This is like the texting that he's texting me. So I'm ignoring it. I'm driving to the location, but then it's getting really aggressive. Let's go with like the O's. And I'm, I can oh, imagine. Really? Yeah, let's go. Right. <laughs> I get within five minutes of him and I cancel this monkey ass. I said, you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. Now you're going to wait for an Uber. That's going to take longer because first of all, they have blocked all the streets leading up to where this guy was. Right. So if he wanted to, get an uber he's gonna have to walk outside of that little police uh blockade they put up mm -hmm. and he was being belligerent and i and then had the nerve to try to call me while i'm driving to him to i guess try to complain it's like you know i'm here to tell you listeners and whoever takes uber we are not your personal fucking pimp uh bitch ass motherfuckers that take you around 
like with some sort of animals. You have to respect the people that fucking drive you around. Fuck that. You calling me and 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 texting me and and being disrespectful. The fuck is wrong with you? Do you think I'm going to pick you up? I will yes. cancel a ride in a fucking minute. I don't give a fuck about no cancel rate or none of that shit that Uber got set up. I don't give a shit about that. Do Ooh, not wait, fucking wait, disrespect. What, what's the cancel rate? I forgot. You get charged for canceling too. If I can't, like, if my rate goes above a certain percentage, then I'm not eligible for the quarterly bonus that they have. Oh, okay. For having a certain amount of rides. But I'm not going to I'm I'm listen it's my vehicle. I had this other chick, you need to go this way, you need to go that way. Ma'am, you need to sit back and relax. Because no matter where we go, it's five o'clock in the afternoon and it's traffic everywhere. There is no getting around, there's no special way. My car does not go in the air like back to fucking future. You feel me? So shut the fuck up and please sit back. I hope you're never my Uber driver. You wouldn't complain, you know why? Cuz I don't talk to you. <laughs> I play good fucking music and I get you there before you want to get there. You'd be okay. fucking happy. Five stars, no. nigga, and a tip. Five stars. And a tip. tip. And a tip. Hmm. You'd be so happy. <laughs> You'd be listening. Yeah. You'd be, I, you know how much you know how many fucking compliments I get on the music selection? Everybody loves the music. Oh man, this car is really clean. It smells so good in here. Yeah, I, I'm not a savage. You don't smell like fast food in here. You don't smell. <laughs> you might smell weed from the last person that was in the car, but it ain't me. You understand? Like my shit is nice. I, I keep my shit clean. I keep them clean though. I keep my shit clean though. <sighs> anyway, I'm done ranting. Be respectful to the Uber drivers, man. This dude said I'm done ranting and continues to rant. Rick went back on his word. I'm going back on. <laughs> Fuck you, fucking time monitor over there. You, you're the time cop. Nigga turns 50 and turns to an old man right overnight. How he long is this thing? How long is this show? So long, you fucking whippers yampers. This show is supposed to be an hour. <laughs> I've got to take my Metamucil. <laughs> I need my pills. I need my pagels. My feet hurt. My mm. knee hurt. Mm. Anyway, that's my check-in. It's getting late. <laughs> it's, getting it's getting late. <laughs> anyway, that's my check-in. I'm Vincent, and uh, I'm done complaining. I know you thought last week was bad, but let me tell you about this week in racism. This week in racism. You can't kind of make this shit up, but we live in America and uh, every week it's astounding how you could just go through the newspaper or just hear some shit. But apparently the comic creator of the cartoon Dilbert, I'm just I'm just getting over the fact this the nigga who makes the cartoon Dilbert, Scott Adams. <laughs> went on a racist rant where he likened black folks to, to, to a hate group to a, a hate, hate group. group. Yeah. We're a hate group. It, we're, all black people are a hate group. He, I think uh, from what I remember hearing on the little rant was 50, he, he, he quoted something about uh, a statistic or some sort of survey where it said that 52% black people, I guess, hate white people. That's no. what he, he simplified it. <laughs> no. He simplified it. That's what he said on his, 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 yes, uh, he did his, simplify. his rant. Let's let our listeners hear and see whether or not they think this guy is a racist piece of shit. So if, if you know, nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group. And I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, 
the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Right? This can't be fixed. You just have to escape. So that's what I did. I went to a neighborhood where you know I have a very low black population. Because unfortunately, the, you know, there's a high correlation between the density. And this is according to Don Lemon, by the way. Um, so here I'm just quoting Don Lemon when, when he notes that the, when he lived in a uh, mostly black neighborhood, there were a bunch of problems that he didn't see in white neighborhoods. So even Don Lemon sees a big difference in your own quality of living based on where you live and who's there. So I, I think it makes no sense whatsoever as a uh, white citizen of America to try to help black citizens anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's no longer a rational impulse. The Rasmussen Report found that 53% of black Americans agreed with the statement, it's okay to be white. 53% agreed that it's okay to be white. Right. 26% did not agree with the statement, which means, according to Michael Harriet, and I, I think he's correct, 52% should have said it's not okay to be white and they should be more angry. Yeah. So I, you know, I, you know, I'm, part of, I'm part of this hate group. Yeah, apparently we but are. The thing, but the thing my group hates is is fucking racist. Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing, nothing we hate more than fucking racist. And people who take facts to create a false narrative. Mm-hmm. Right? They, they pick and choose what they decide makes up the story. Right. So if if you say that there's a problems that exist in a black neighborhood that don't exist in white neighborhoods, it's not because it's filled with black people, you fucking idiot. It's because you're concentrating all your resources amongst yourselves and not sharing it equitably. You know, one thing that I do notice while I'm driving and, and there's a town if it's Patterson, New Jersey, and there's Totable, New Jersey, and these towns are right next to each other. The night and day difference, the the way this shit happens, it's almost like you blink your eye, literally will blink your eye and be on one street full of potholes. The houses are fucked up. And within a block, the, 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 it's like it's like it turns into a fantasy world where the streets are paved. You have all of the trees are, are, are hanging over the, the foliage. The streets get twice as wide. The, the, the neighborhood is totally quiet. In a blink of an eye. Now, these particular municipalities are right next to each other. And I'm thinking that they're probably paying the same amount of money in taxes. Because even if we don't own the property, we rent. Mm -hmm. But the owner of the property pays taxes. Probably as similar to what they pay in Totowa. The problem is that we think as renters that we don't have the same rights as people who own the houses and the people who own those buildings who rent to us can give a fuck about Patterson because they live in total or somewhere else exclusive. Mm-hmm. And we don't get up and bitch and moan about the roads, the schools and everything else. Like I'm literally driving down the street. It's like going through Beirut after they, they bombed. It's like, it's crazy. Like what the fuck is going on? And you, you know, th- that feeling of helplessness 
is there because of everything you're describing, Rick. They, everything they've sucked out of the community, you have no hope. So why you're, you're feeling I know you feel hopeless and you, you think, why am I going to these meetings? Nobody gives a fuck. And the community stays fucked up because this cycle of continuous sucking the blood out of the community and not giving a fuck. And then you get this guy who says this bullshit, who has he's like he's I liken this guy to um, a, a joke that Dave Chappelle said that white folks don't know shit has happened until it's on Newsweek. Mm-hmm. He's like once it's, if it's on Newsweek, it, it it kind of like or the equivalent of Newsweek today. It's like, oh, it's really happening. Like it's been happening for years. But now that this particular news source has recognized it oh, then it must really be happening. Because mm-hmm. before that, it didn't happen. It was just a figment of black folks' imagination. It well, I mean, ridiculous. the saying is when white America catches a cold, black America's already had pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and what I was going to say is what's interesting about what you said is there are so many towns and counties that share a borderline that have that same dichotomy of Mm -hmm. the poorest of the poor and the richest of the rich. I mean, even in New York, you can go block to block and see poverty and then see million dollar uh, condos, Mm -hmm. literally. So we always have this tension throughout this country of uh, the most impoverished and the most rich. Mm -hmm. What I find interesting about his statement is it's similar to what Rick says. It talks about the symptom, but it does not talk about what caused the problems. Mm -hmm. And this is the same sort of um, racial trope and white technology that has plagued this country over and over again. Because if you talk about black people who, when they were building up there, particularly in a reconstruction era, when they were building their uh, communities, these communities did not just come on under, under disrepair and destroy themselves. Mm-hmm. It was people from the outside who said, you know what? You guys are doing too well over here. Right. How many lakes are on top of neighborhoods? Exactly. Right. We don't even, we don't even have to go that far. No. We can go back to seventies transitioning into the eighties. You had a, a larger middle class, up and coming middle class, working class, black families, you had that situation. And then you had the crack era that mm-hmm. wiped out most of that progress. Prior to that, it was redlining. You had to be within this certain neighborhood. So you you could only live in the ghetto, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So let's say tenements in like Newark specifically. You could only live in certain tenements in Newark. And then you were able to go outside and you could buy houses in the oranges, right? And then you had white flight. Black folks were moving in. They were homeowners. They were working class. They were doing well for themselves. Crack era came in, fucked that entire thing up because the generation after those those that bought homes were smoking crack, selling their parents' houses, stealing their TVs, mm-hmm. and the neighborhood just went into complete disarray. disarray. And you can't tell me the, with the history of this country that that wasn't seen as collateral damage in order to further whatever agenda they had. Well, you had to fund the, fighting fund the Contras and yeah. Nicaragua and that shit. Right. They were willing to sacrifice us again in oh, order to sure. accomplish this. And and sorry, oh, just one more point about what, what, did, what this Dilbert, Dickbert had to say. He's He's making the assumption that the condition that we're in was the condition we created. Right. Mm. That's I was going to say that. 
Yeah. And the, the, to his point of trying to use Don Lemon as his uh, anecdotal evidence, mm-hmm. which again, he doesn't even give credence to the fact that why are those conditions the way that they are? Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure that was part of what Don Lemon probably said initially. No, this is probably in the original pretty, statement. Uh, woke Don Lemon. Because <laughs> Don Lemon used to be on some bullshit. <laughs> he he might not have said it, but let's be very clear. But but I, I I'm just saying to even use him woke Don in in that context does not give enough uh, texture of what this country continues to do to black people. You talk about Jim Crow still is happening through um, the uh, industrial, uh, the prison industrial complex, disenfranchising Mm -hmm. people, doing all these things and then acting like, oh, word, why y'all like this? No, we like this because you all keep fucking us up. Yeah, it's a it's a 2.0 version of it as well, because now they're passing, you know, they, they're getting rid of the acknowledgement that they did some fucked up shit at this point. Like they're getting rid of all that history. They, they're they whitewashing it. So it doesn't even it, it, they want to make it seem in two generations that you niggas are like this because you just niggas not they, they're trying to get rid of all the evidence. So but, now you feel, well, they never it's not like they it's not like they ever taught it in, in right. school. That's, that's exactly what I was about to that, say. It's that, like, it's that not that like they just started doing this. They've always yeah. been doing this. But, that but knowledge now came they're not trying to hide it, though. But they weren't but, trying to well, hide no. it before. If you, well, think well, about, if you think about our curriculum that used to say, or it still does say, this is the scary part, mm-hmm. that either we don't know what black people were doing before they became slaves in America, right. or they were slaves before they came to America. Right. So literally erasing an entire history of a people and suggesting that it started on the shores of this country in chains. They came from slavery land. I mean, everybody knows that. <laughs> they came from the planet slavery. Right. <laughs> from Salvaria. What, what, they, what they really fear now is because information is at everybody's fingertips. Absolutely. Right? It's harder to hide these lies. It's harder to keep those things under wraps, right? But they're really targeting kids at the formative years, right? Because after a certain point, you're not going to accept those things as being facts. They're not They're not worried about our education. They're worried about what are these white kids learning? Because once these white kids learn the true facts of what's happened to this in this country, that's when they get, a, that's when they have a problem. Because well, they can't, they on, can't, they can't be the hero in the story anymore. Well, it also depends on how uh, ingrained, you know, the the racism chip is into their brain before they learn this information. Because they'll just think of it as, "Oh, this is this is lies. There's no way it can be like this." Because you got some very young racists out there. <laughs> no, that's true. Being brought up through the ranks. I'm, means, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm even, I'm even giving the the benefit of the doubt for those people who aren't overtly racist on a daily basis mm. but are obviously hold some some prejudice I they may them, not they may not express it out out outwardly but the people who know, go with the status quo essentially yeah. the ones that don't yeah. the ones that don't rock the boat one way or the other right it's 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 them 
who, who their kids are going to, they, they want them to have the same education that the previous generation had, regardless of whether your know, truths have been a, a overturned, the truth have been revealed. They don't want that truth. They don't want to understand what actually took place and what, what this country had to do in order to be where it is. I mean, that's the real, that's the only time, that's the only way we're going to get through this mm -hmm. is to really understand how we've ex this country was built on exploitation, mm -hmm. whether it was here or whether it was on foreign lands, it was built on murder and exploitation. If we don't actually come to terms with that, then no, he's right. It's never going to be able to fix it. No, but you got to. You got to. But it's not because of black people <laughs> hating white people. Is because no. there are some serious infrastructure issues and cultural issues that, like you said, we are unwilling to contend with as a society. You know, um, you, what you said earlier, L. It's true. It's been happening ever since day one, but. I find that today in modern times where we are right now, it's like this car, it's like this cartoonish version of things now. Like these these politicians and all of them, like they used to, they used to have some sort of decorum. Like they had there was some sort of rules and regulations in the political game. Now that shit is out the window. And these char these characters the ones that are playing these parts, your Bobarts and your Marjorie Taylor Greens, it's like I, I just find this shit really alarming and disturbing that this is just how they're able to speak right now and they're getting elected, which just shows me there's a larger base of people who believe, may not believe in them wholeheartedly, but believe in their core racist beliefs to vote them in. Mm. And this mm. is happening more and more over, you know, throughout the United States and this division, even in the Republican Party right now, you have such a division between your nuts and the ones who want to kind of bring it back to what the Republican Party used to be. Racist on the low and taking all the money. <laughs> right. But it wasn't but, even just the Republican Party. It was also the Democratic Party as well. Yes. So, Let's not forget it, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. no let, let, I mean, the political parties, because regardless of what political uh, affiliation you belong to, whether you were a Democrat, a Dissecrat, or whatever, a Republican, they're racist. They just, you know, they don't want to, they don't want to be labeled as racist. So they'll, they'll fucking green light racist policies or, or, you know, put their thumb on something that's, that, that's not, it's like diet racist. It's not that strong. It's not, mm -hmm. it's not Marjorie Taylor Greene racist. It's, you know, somewhere, Somewhere below that. We don't want to really rock the boat, but I'm going to vote against it. Just like we talked about a couple of weeks ago about the Democrat. Where was he at that, was, that wanted to give away organs? Mm -hmm. So, oh, yeah. you know, here you go. You can, you can donate your organs for time off. For yeah. Nigga, I, I gave my hand up for five months. <laughs> they gave me a hook and shit. They call me hooky now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> any last words on uh, Dickhead Dilbert? Fuck, uh, Fuck that dickhead. I mean, honestly, I like this cartoon I'm, anyway. What I found interesting is he said that because of this rant and cancel culture, he is now going to lose a substantial amount of his income and uh, all these papers are canceling his uh, syndication. Yeah. Great. You don't think. <laughs> Imagine that. So when does the apology tour start? What's today? Actually, here's the thing. He wrote a book about Trump and he admires the way that Trump 
talks oh. and in, in, engages people and will double down on the bullshit. So I think he's going to double down. Yeah. He's going yeah. to be on uh, Newsmax and OAN and talk about how the niggers have mm-hmm. have have uh, used the liberals and the Democrats mm-hmm. to cancel me to cancel him. But then he'll come up with Newsmax will have he'll create a cartoon for Newsmax. And, <laughs> and Dilbert will have a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> A skinhead cartoon or something like that. Who knows? Me, Heil, Heil Dilbert. Yeah, Heil Dilbert. Oh, my God. You know what? Somebody I, I never thought that. Dilbert was funny. I never read the shit. I never it was liked one of shit. those that I skipped over. It's not that it's not that it's not that funny. I mean, I mean, uh, let's be real. The world is not missing Dilbert. No, no, no one's you crying. You don't even buy newspapers anymore. So right. what have you been doing with your time? Okay. Apparently, uh, reading statistics and making his own up. Yeah, yeah. I guess but he so. has. He has. He dabbles in different businesses, and he has some tech business that he got into trouble with a couple of years ago because there was a mass shooting, and he gets online and he says, "Hey, you guys can get on my platform and charge whatever you want." Mm. So, in the midst of people grieving, trying to make sense of a mass shooting that just occurred in their community. He's offering them to make money on his platform. Wow. He has already lost touch with reality, I would suggest, years ago. You know, I'm glad he's gone off to a place where he doesn't come in contact with black people. Right. Be he by yourself. To. I don't I don't care. Move to a move to a mountaintop where you don't see any black folks. I don't give a shit. But if you I, I swear, Dilbert, if you come to me with that bullshit, it's <laughs> gonna be some, there's gonna be some bullshit. Just Scott Adams, right? The Dilbert motherfucker. <laughs> leave, just right. leave black folks alone. Yeah. yeah don't, and don't Karen. Okay, Scott? Don't, yeah. don't go, do that. Go fuck yourself with a Dilbert. Perfect segue. Yeah. Merch drop! You are now listening to Decoding 40. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? This has been from Decoding 40, letting you know about Decoding40pod.com. That's right, Decoding40pod.com. That's our new site that's got all our merch on it. Decoding40pod.com. Decoding40pod.com. All right, so speaking of Karens, <laughs> we have uh, Beach Karen and uh, a whole bunch of Karens, actually, what the brother and say? It's a cackle of Karens. It's a cackle of Karens, according bro, to what's what's dude's name on um the uh, Young Turks. News? I don't know his name. I I've seen this picture and I watch his video sometimes, but I've never took t- taken time to uh, learn his name. Hmm. Well, basically, uh, what's been happening is uh, what's I guess maybe one of you have Doctor oh, okay. Rashad, Doctor Rashad Ritchie, who is on the uh, Young Turks. Um, a news channel, uh, black gentleman with the glasses. He's uh, <laughs> he does a a a, seg- a segment on Karens, and he has he has quite a few um, videos. One in particular uh, that we watched. They're basically these new Karens that are like coming together and and forming Voltron with other Karens <laughs> and <laughs> Karens on the beach because they don't want to see black kids running. You got Karens laying on the floor. So it's uh, he, he he basically breaks it down almost like a National Geographic type of situation where 
when other Karens see another Karen in distress right now, they're they're you know actually they coming to, to each other's aid. Yeah, and flocks. I mean, what it never stops. I don't, and it's like sometimes I think that some of these these uh, Karen uh, Karens are just like they, they're looking to get kind of get blown up for some reason. I don't know. They, it's like they love the attention. Is, I, is I don't it become know like? So there's some know. disconnection with, or actually, it's not a disconnection. There is an over reliance, an over indexing on whiteness and who they think they are in the world, and matter of fact, in the galaxy. So if if they're anywhere, like I was just thinking, I was going to make the joke earlier about uh, Jeff Bozos going to space. He Bozos. <laughs> he is going to carry that same white supremacy that he has on this planet. Onto other planets. I hope he meets that alien. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but I've got 200 billion. Shut the fuck up. And just chomps his head off. You know who I am? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I think they think they, they rule the world. I think they do. I think they think that the, I didn't really want to focus on the three cameras. I wanted to talk about any of those stories because uh, any of those were fucking ridiculous because well, let, let's focus the, on the one I think that offended, offended me the most was yeah. the beach Karen, beach Karen. the yeah. white Karen who was in another nation. I don't know if it was Jamaica. I don't know. It was one of the islands. And all right. So yeah. basically what's happening is there's a video of these children running back and forth. They're running relay races and then, doing kid what, what kids do at the beach, running and playing. And in the distance, you can see the Karen in the background, and she looks like she's she appears to be on a phone, some sort of phone, and she's pointing and, 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 and you know, obviously upset that the black children are having a good time and running, which is a no-no around white Karens. She then approaches the, what I guess, were the parents or the caregivers of these children, right, and starts to complain about the kids running, and the natives of the island who live there, who it's their fucking island, say basically in so many words, like, you know, fuck you. Like the, the kids are playing. What's wrong with you? She then walks while the kids are running and lays down in the path of the children to try to deter them from running. And they just kept running, you know, their children. They were probably able to jump over Karen and not even touch her. I love that. The one kid jumped over her. Just kept it moving. Like, yeah. okay, bitch, I don't even see you. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't wish see they would caught them just running back and forth over her just like yes. she was. It would have been a, a hurdle. A, a hurdle. I was just about to say it would have been so like poetic in the sense that she is a racial hurdle. Yes. And they were jumping over her. Yes. Well, yes. When we when we talked about this earlier, I said that I really wanted to see them soccer kick her in the head. <laughs> and she laid there on the ground. But, you know, now thinking about it, I wish they would have like uh, stepped on her neck <laughs> as, as they ran over her. What are you doing? Stop it! Yeah, uh, I, I just you know uh, I think L was the first person I heard use this uh, the caucasity of Karens. Let's just unpack the fact that you're not even in your own country, and right. it's this belief that in L said it earlier that they control the universe. You know, there's a pro there's a big problem all through uh, the Caribbean where you have a lot of corporations trying to privatize beaches. It's happened in Jamaica. They're trying to do it in Puerto Rico right now. 
and you have these, you know, uh, predominantly white Americans who are very, very wealthy, who think because they bought a property that's facing the beach, that that's their personal beach now mm-hmm. and that no one can do anything. And it's happened in Puerto Rico and Puerto Rico's answered with, we got one better. We're going to, we're not only going to, we're not only going to walk on your beach, quote unquote, we're going to party here for three days mm-hmm. and we're going to make flyers with your picture on it to show that we're partying, we're partying because of your stupid ass. Is that, and they is did that, that for about three days. That happened. Wow, I, that's Rico. awesome. That's they awesome. made a flyer with the guy's picture on it complaining and they were like, yeah, let's come down here and they party for three days. Was fuck your, it was a fuck your couch situation. <laughs> and this is he what probably wanted to rip his skin off yes. here in reggaeton for three days. <laughs> reggaeton, salsa, the smell of pork all over the place. The the the, the smell of acapurria and acapurria everywhere. Salsa dancing, mad hips, just gyrating. Uh, spandex and just beautiful, I fucking gorgeous it. women everywhere. He was just he he was pissed. I know three days of reggaeton will have me stab myself in the yeah, ears. Right. Yes. <laughs> right. Dull forks. Yes. Me too. I'm not a fan of reggaeton. I can I can stomach it, but the same beat over and over again. Right. Gasolina on a loop. No. Right, right. So right, right. this this feeling of, well, we have the property, so now it's our beach forever, mm-hmm. or it's our island. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, these motherfuckers gotta get checked. You know, when you're the, when you're in another person's country, you gotta yeah. you gotta cut that shit out. The, the way they try to regulate, yes, I I really feel like, I, and I I spoke on this on on the podcast before. I think they honestly see themselves as some sort of extension of authority mm-hmm. over everyone else, mm-hmm. right? They think they are fucking Chris Pratt in Jurassic Park or mm. uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, 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 in their minds, that's who they are. The and they world. need to, yeah, they, they need to see justice done. Yeah, keep balance in, in the yeah. universe. Yeah, this is my job. This is the burden. You know what? I carry. You know what's crazy is that <laughs> the, this <laughs> the term Karen is is, you know, 20th century. You know, we we we, cre- we created that term and, and it's 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 grew legs and it's now a derogatory statement to, to talk about uh, a certain woman, uh, a certain white woman acting out and doing stupid shit. But Karen's have been around forever. I mean, you know, if you, if you ever watched the movie, the help the, they they've been Karen's all over the place forever. It's just now they're on video. Mm-hmm. They, you I've never know, watched they, that movie, but I mean, Karen's got black people killed. I mean, let's, yes, be, let's just keep it this. Yeah. There's been Car- Emmett Till that like that's, exactly. that's a Karen situation. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, we, you've seen Rosewood, you see, right? Say, How to, a Karen started Karen situation. Uh, the Tulsa uh, riots, mm-hmm. right? So it's a whole, it's a generation, and now they're being, now they're being, you know, brought to to task, and they're being videotaped, and they're being, you know, ridiculed and losing their jobs, and they're trying to think, and that's why they get so much angrier, and all the other Karens and and Ke- and Kevin see that, and they get angrier because they feel like. We can't even be racist anymore and not get in trouble. Right? How it's, it's dare right. they? Who's gonna protect us? Right. Yes. Well, I, what I need the fuck myself. is going on here? I can't even be racist anymore. I said Tulsa riots. I meant to say Tulsa massacre. Yes. Right. Right. You know what's crazy is it's basically Karen's being caught on camera. Same thing like police being caught on camera. 
-hmm. Now there's irrefutable evidence of your racism. Mm -hmm. It's right here in your face. And now the world gets to judge it, right? Mm -hmm. I think because we all collectively know that this stuff happens, right? Mm -hmm. But now we can point to it and say, look, now you see what we're talking about. Now you see, and, and they can't deny it. Yeah, you know, and that's and that becomes your that becomes your global image, and that's what they're fighting against. Yeah, because now the world world can see it. Yeah, but they still do. I remember being in traffic court, and there was someone ahead of me, and the guy was basically telling the judge that the cops lied, hmm. and the judge responded, "Why would the cops have to lie on you?" Wow, and that told me. There is no justice. <laughs> and I'm going to have to pay this fine. <laughs> the way my bank account works. Um, yeah, put 200 on this. Works, I'm going to have to get some money in that account because there is no way this judge is letting me off. Uh, the, why is it impossible that cops can lie? Why is it impossible? His, his rationale they can... was they don't know you. So why would they single you out? Mm -hmm. That's that bullshit. Exactly. And how how do you and he was it was actually um I want to say it was a Puerto Rican brother. How does he sit in front of a judge? He's not, you know, in court often and where he's dealing with how you know, trying to fight a case and and articulate his point as as clear and salient as he possibly can. Mm -hmm. And you have this judge who basically is shitting on everything that you're saying. And stopped listening or didn't even try to listen to you as soon as you walked up. As exactly. soon as you right. saw him and saw his name, care less what he was about. And to as say. soon as he opened his mouth, uh, he could have, if now he, he could have came in there and sued, it wouldn't have mattered. As soon as he saw the name, he's like, I'm not mm -hmm. even listening to this mother. Right. Next case. I don't know what they charged him with, but he's guilty. He's guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> I can smell. Now, the I don't know how his bank breath. account was set up, but I hope he was ready to put that money in. There yeah, there was I hope no so. Way they were not letting him uh, or not, not going to make him pay that fine. Any last words on uh, Karen's? Uh, please take your daily mayonnaise. <laughs> take your daily mayonnaise. I, I think they, they need to start right before you graduate college. Well, actually, when you graduate high school and then you get it, if you go to college, you get a second, a more uh, like a masterful course on minding your fucking business. Mm. <laughs> right? There's a course. Mind your fucking business. Leave me the fuck alone. If I'm not like doing orientation courses that yeah. everybody has to take in order to yeah. get credit. Yeah. What do you do in this situation? Mind your fucking business. <laughs> Remember those two Just attorneys? Shut the fuck up. Exactly. Mind your business. If yeah. I'm not if if you walk up on me and I'm not hurting anybody, choking anybody, killing any animals, doing anything that is destructive or against the law, leave me the fuck alone and keep it. Even if I am doing something against the law, if I'm not doing it to you or another person, mind your, mind your fucking business. Oh, no, no. That's even worse. They don't like you. If I'm smoking cigarettes on a train, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> right? Didn't somebody get beat up for, for telling teens to not smoke weed on, to not smoke cigarettes and weed on the train? I don't know. Probably. You know what's funny? Business, bro. There mind was a uh, teenager lighting up a, a joint on a, a platform today. And I was irritated. And he looked at me and I looked at him. But I was like, 
I'm too tired. I'm too old. I'm not fighting your ass if you want to go crazy. So, but, just, but what you gonna say? Hey, young man, you should not be smoking weed. Right? He already want to put this. that grass out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we'll he call it and he did walk away. Mm-hmm. So right. I, I think uh, my that was some level of respect. Yeah, yeah. but I bet you if he said get out of here or something, he would have stayed right there, yeah. blew it in your face. It yeah. could. It, it was fifty fifty. Yeah, depending on what. Yeah, man. I, I mean, my last word, like I said, mind your fucking business, man. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> Leave us the fuck alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm not doing anything. Leave me the fuck alone. If I'm sitting in my car trying to rest, or I, you know, just leave me the fuck alone. Don't, don't. I think they're doing something nefarious. I, I feel, oh my God, I feel threatened. The motherfucker's two blocks away. <laughs> He's looking at me menacingly. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. I mean, what the one uh, Karen was pissed off because smoke was getting into her home. Yeah, you're burning a the fire, and the <laughs> air is bringing it to my window. <laughs> right, like turn it off. These are simple, <laughs> logical solutions at this point. Turn it off. I'm not closing <laughs> my window. Turn it off. I turn paid fu- for this air. Turn your fucking fire off. <laughs> this is good white air. I didn't pay for smoky air. This is good white air, and you're ruining. It. <laughs> this is good Fuck white you air. Doing? Ruining my white air. I'm breathing here. The fuck is wrong with you? It's fucking smoke. Close. So you can't barbecue around nope. her. Listen. He said this is good white air. Out. It's good white air. <laughs> Turn that fucking smoke off. <laughs> that smoke smells you black. Turn that black smoke off. White air. Hold up. Oh. Your black smoke is fucking up my white air. Now turn it off. Blackie. Oh my God. You gotta love this shit, man. Anyway. Recording 40. Well, as always, oh, the hour just flies by uh, on Decoding 40. It sure does. It really does. And, uh, you know, like we always close the show, any last words, anything you learned this week? Uh, who wants to go first? Hey, you know what? I listened to a podcast uh, that my boy uh, Eric put me on to. It's called Acquisition. Oh, and. Yeah. It is phenomenal. I listened to you. You got to have time to listen to it, though. The, the show I listened to was on LVMH and all its machinations and all the uh, acquisitions that this company has gone through and buying out and trying to buy out Gucci and all this other stuff. It's a three hour and 15 minute podcast. Damn. So you got to have time. And then this morning, I just happened to have time. I just was working while I got listening to it. But um. I highly recommend if you are into luxury brands and understanding the difference between a premium brand and a luxury brand and, and, and how they're able to dis, uh, differentiate themselves in the market. I totally recommend you listen to this. If you liked, um, what was that? If, or if you do like, uh, business wars, you, you're going to love this too. It It is really good. Um, in terms of a podcast. So, uh, check it out. Yeah, I started listening to it when you posted it in the chat. It's very interesting just to learn the history of how these things sort of came about and developed. And um, and how they're all basically connected to World War II and the Nazis. It's great. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right. right. They, had to, they had to clean that up. Uh, they had to clean that money. How about that? Um, I'll, I'll make a podcast recommendation. There is a podcast about, uh, I don't know if, so you, you haven't watched Atlanta Vin. Uh, I, I watched the first two seasons. I didn't see the last two seasons. And, okay. I, and I'm going to probably catch up because it's on Hulu now, so I can catch all four seasons. There was an episode that sort of touched on the kid who gave that cop 
a hug during the Black Lives Matter protests. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you remember the kid with the fedora? I remember the, I remember the story, the original story, yeah. Right. So that real kid was adopted by two lesbian white women, along with f- four other black kids. Mm-hmm. And they drove a car off a cliff with the kids in the car. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And uh, this podcast is about that story and sort of breaking it down of, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 I hated the story, but it's a good podcast. Mm. Wow. What's the name of the podcast? It's, I think it's called Broken Hearts, but it's spelled H-A-R-T-S. Yeah. So this Broken Hearts podcast, it's crazy because what looked like on the surface that they were sort of like these well-meaning liberal lesbian couple were racist, abusive, and ultimately homicidal murder uh, couple. Yeah. Jesus Christ. And you know, the the kid was uh kid was his picture was all around the world. Wow. And uh they drove him and his siblings off a cliff. Mm. All right. Well, you guys kind of uh you know without even uh knowing led me to uh do my plug today. So I did the voice over for Mermaid and Lion Entertainment and this Wednesday uh, for Black History Month, and I think they're going to be running uh, it for the next couple of weeks through March as well, is an audio story called Mind of a Slave, where I narrated a script that I believe they developed or they based it on the original slave narratives of the 30s, where there were some white folks who went around talking to black folks that had been slaves or were children of slaves or were born into slavery and remember it. So I got the opportunity to play uh, one of one of the people that they um, adapted the original slave narratives from. So they they created a script based on those narratives. And I was and I had, you know, the opportunity to narrate one of the voices. So please listen to it. It's called Mind of a Slave. It's coming out on Wednesday, the 20. No, March 1st. Excuse me. (laughs) I'm thinking the 29th. There is no 29 days in February. (laughs) There's but that. go over to Apple Podcasts and look up Mind of a Slave and, um, you know, listen to your boy. And there's uh, another young woman who did a great episode that premiered last week. Her voiceover was wonderful. Um, I actually listened to it. So, you know, support Mind of a Slave. It's uh, through Mermaid Lion Entertainment. They're on IG. And, um, you know, to, you know, how about your dope. boy? Super dope, Super man. Super dope. Can't wait to hear. All right. So that's uh, another episode of Dakota and 40. I'm glad you guys joined us. Remember, every every Friday, the episode drops in the morning time. We don't know what time it drops. But by the time you get your lazy ass out of bed and get on the train and pop your ear pods in, it's there. It's through the magic. It's magic. So make sure you listen. Make sure you support us at decoding40pod.com. Get your T-shirts, your cups, your gizzards, whatever you want. Um, mm. <laughs> and don't forget to call us at 619-940-4040. Leave your name number and a brief message and we'll be sure not to get back to you mm. or Texas or Texas. That's probably the best way to get us. And uh, that's it for this week's episode of Dakota 40 y'all. Peace. 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 Get you some merch. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. 
tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, <laughs> goddammit.